Hello once again, everyone. It's been a while, but we're back at it. Uh, this is Patrick. This is the Tuesday Special Podcast. This is the Season 3 premiere. If you haven't listened to any of Season 1 or Season 2, I encourage you to go back and go on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or at TuesdaySpecial.com. Check out all the past episodes and look forward to the new ones because this one's a good one to kick off. If you want to make a donation to the show, you are more than welcome to at TuesdaySpecial.com. Any amount is appreciated, and you will get a shout-out starting next week uh, if you do donate. So uh, if you do, bless your bless your soul. If you don't feel like I'm good enough, just let me know how I can get good enough to where you can give me your money. In all seriousness, donations are more than appreciated. Helps me keep the website up, helps me keep this audio equipment up to date. So uh, listen to some old episodes if you haven't. But as of right now, stay right here, because my guest today is... Somebody I wanted on the podcast for a long time. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why he hasn't been on the podcast. But uh, we found ourselves in the same place, same time. And I wanted somebody really special for my season three premiere. And this guy checks that category. It is Ethan Case. If you're not familiar with Ethan Case, he is a professional wrestler, an entrepreneur, a teacher, a trainer, a father. And we touch on all of those. I've known Ethan for a, a, a good while, a, a number of years. Uh, I've worked with him closely, but he does, he, he told me things uh, that I really didn't know about him. And we talk about uh, everything from professional wrestling to old stories backstage at bigger companies. We talk about his school, and then we finish it off with some good fatherhood talk. So I hope you enjoy it. It was a fun episode for me to, to film. You can listen to all of our episodes, like I said, at TuesdaySpecial.com or on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. All three seasons are still available. And I hope you enjoyed this season coming up because I have some really special, awesome guests, and I'm doing some really awesome things that I get to tell you about on this podcast. So without further ado, this is my conversation with the one and only... King of Streamers, Ethan Case. Hope you enjoy. It's such a I complex. tell everybody, I tell everybody, don't watch yourself on the screen, and the one asshole that does it it's is a the complex. one who's supposed to set the it. example for everybody. It's a, it's a whole, like, American psycho thing. Like, Fair I'm enough. Just, I'm just an American worker. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, so I guess we have to, is it preface or preface? I always say preface. I say preface. Preface. Do you say, do you say caramel or caramel? Caramel. Pecan or pecan? Pecan. Oh, see, it's pecan. Is it pecan? To me. Oh. Pecan pie. Do people pecan in South Carolina pie. say it different? The pecan pie. The pecan? The pecan? That's how Brian says it. The pecan pie? Piece of shit. There's <laughs> <laughs> the first one. Yeah, that's one. All right, that's my one. Yeah. So uh, before we do it, it's after a pure show. Correct. And uh, we're both extremely exhausted. Yes. I have to stay up for three hours before I have to go to work a third shift. You we're have to you have like two hours. hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have... You have to drive two hours home? Is it two hours? Three yeah, it's right at two. two hours. Yeah, Columbia's not that bad. So we were talking about extra stories, and I feel like I haven't shared my extra. I, I think I'm a, I've been extra. I had to sit with the extras. And I went to I'm NXT. intrigued. I'm intrigued. Well, I want to hear it. Let's tell yours first. Okay. Um, it was super random. Uh, Jake James, John Schuyler, and myself. The king of a, extra work. Yeah. 
yeah. I like I like him. I don't the think he thinks up, I like I him. It's so it's so it's so crazy the hookup that he had with that. But um, how did he get the hookup? I have no idea. I think I've heard, I heard on a podcast. I think John's podcast that he said know. he like just emailed Brian James, or yeah, sent an email or something. And <laughs> I'll tell you this, I want to be I, a wrestler. I met Jake at this super horrible show in Backwoods, Georgia, that we used to work. It's actually the same place I met Elijah. And that's awesome. Um, Shout out. Yeah, and it was like I went down there to like help with a training one time, mm-hmm. and you could just tell like he had footwork. He was kind of a natural because he played football and everything. Yeah. And I was, he was like, "Do you have any advice for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, get the hell out of here. Yeah, <laughs> go somewhere else." But um, he was from South Carolina, wasn't he? Yeah, he lives. He lived in Anderson at the time, but he was going to like East Denali, Georgia, mm. to train. It was just like a little, you know, bullshit. Hold the ball, place. Yeah, and like. Um, we were on a loop for Bullet Bob oh. in Pensacola, yeah. And uh, I have a I have a fun story about Bullet Bob. This podcast might just be old school, like old wrestling cool stories. Let's do it. I mean, I've only been doing this half my life, so it's. I'll uh, tell my first Yoshi Hiroshima story. You. So let's <laughs> <laughs> not. Anyway, um, I got hit up by the booking, and then Jake was like, you know, we'll, and we'll also do. Raw on Monday, SmackDown on Tuesday, but they're in New Orleans and Shreveport. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So on that Pensacola show was the first time I ever saw a good John Schuyler, a good guy, John Schuyler, who, while wrestling Jackson James in Florida, started a USA chant, and the place went nuts for it. Anyway. So John Schuyler. Very. So we get to New Orleans or whatever, and... um, it was pretty cool. It was like the go home. It was like, uh, I think two weeks before Rumble mm-hmm. that year, and they were doing Cena, Lesnar, and um, Rollins okay. for the belt. So that's probably dating myself. I think it was like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this, man. Like, we were, we were standing there, and they're going over the contract signing, and like the producers are going, like, All right, now, Brock, we want you to run around the table and suplex Cena. And he goes, why? And I'm like, this is going to be good. So he's like, they're like, well, we need you to run around there and suplex Cena when he hits Rollins. Yeah. And he's like, why would I run around the table? And one of the producers who was like the main guy, he's like, why in the hell wouldn't you? <laughs> and, and Brock, without bending his knees, clear jumps this folding table. And does, like, the SmackDown versus Raw shoulder taunt. Yeah. And, like, the agent goes, cool. What if your heels catch and you bust your ass through that table? And he goes, I'll just run around it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, uh, take it easy, Tommy. All right, Tommy. And it's like one of those things, too. Like, uh, (laughs) it was this random, like, this older Asian gentleman at the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And Skyler and I convinced Jackson James that it was Mr. Fuji. <laughs> That's the greatest. Uh, yeah, this was back when Skyler and I got along, so it wasn't that bad. But like, uh, Skyler's cool when you get along with him, yeah, but, but he's a complete douchebag. Yeah. And any other time of the day. There was another point in that in that series too. Like we were uh, we were in catering, and like Heyman walked up to us, and he was super nice, and mm-hmm. like, he was giving us advice and this that, and the other. And like, have you ever been around Brock? No. Like, I don't know if it's because he's just such a massive human or what, but, like, we were in catering, and when he walked in, like, 
the oxygen level changed. Oh, really? Yeah, like you can tell there's not as much oxygen in the room yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's weird. And like he walks up and he, he sees Paul and it's like Paul, Skyler, and me. And he's like, you guys mind if I sit down? And in my head, I'm like, I don't think so, nerd. You know, like, yeah. what if I said something like Ugh. that? But of course, like, you know, John, I was like, of course. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And he was, he was super nice and everything, man. But like, I uh, heard he's nice. Yeah. Um, everybody there was really nice. Like, I mm-hmm. never had, everybody was, we were doing the thing with uh, Adam Rose. Yeah. That's how long ago this was. Yeah, Rose okay. Thing. And like, I'm not the, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. No, sir. I'm not yeah. that guy. Yeah. Like, so the first thing we went up to Adam, and I was like, hey, man, how we skinning this cat? What's up? And he was like, okay. <laughs> like, because I don't treat, like, if you just treat them like people. Yeah. Because they, they are. They're just people. Yeah. And, like, yeah. whenever you fucking put that label on them, it, it starts tearing everything down. But the second night, I was a pirate the first night, and we did a vine that got, like, 80,000 loops of him making me do squats. Nice. And... <laughs> We need to vine. find that. I just said vine. Yes. That was a vine. Is that, well, that's can you like, still file? Can you still find vines? I don't know. It's kind of like that Tic Tac thing. Yeah. Right? Tic Tac. There you go. So. I don't even know what that is. I just, it comes up on my timeline every <laughs> once in a while. I've got a student that's in high school and he, he has like a, one of those Tic Tac channels and all the time we pull it up and oh, make fun of it. So I have, horrible, I have to call it Tic Tac. I'm so old. <laughs> okay. like, I just can't call it Tic Tac. I like it. Um, But after that, like. I thought we were going to murder Jackson James because mm-hmm. we get to the hotel in Shreveport and it's like four in the morning and John and I, John and I shared a bed and Jackson had the other bed because we did the two queens or whatever. Yeah. Queen, yeah. And like, we've been asleep for like two hours and Jackson turns on all the lights and it's like, Hey guys, Hey guys. And I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like, well, both of you are snoring. And I was like, that's what we do. Cool, man. If you ever wake me up again while I'm sleeping, <laughs> I didn't go to bed going, man, I can't wait to snore tonight. Yeah. Good God. That's what happens when you're tired. <laughs> Some of us are putting in work with Mr. Fuji. Yeah. And you're sitting here. <laughs> um, the, second, the second night was my favorite, though, because we did uh, on main event. It was Adam, Tyson, and Cesaro versus New Day. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first time Big E did the dive, the spear through the apron uh, gotcha. or whatever. Yeah. But we get there and like those rosebud costumes, like they didn't take care of them. Like so oh, people would terrible. wear them and sweat in them all day and then they throw them in this bin and yeah. this, that, and the other. So I let everybody get dressed and I walked up to Adam. I was like, hey, Adam, man, listen, I, they don't have anything else my size. Like, do you want me to sit out? Do you want me to do this? I was like, I got some stuff in my bag that I think would, would work. And he was like, as long as it's not wrestling gear, let me see it. Yeah. And this is when I first started doing the neons. Ah, gotcha. So in my bag, I had neon high or neon pink knee high socks. I had purple short shorts with pink compression under them and one of my pink and blue uh, windbreakers. Yeah. And I did my hair in the top knot. And yeah. I walked over there and he goes, That was in your bag? <laughs> and I was like, Yes. And he goes, I love it. <laughs> so I got to be me yeah. on the second night, which is That's the best. That's awesome. Thing. It's like, everybody's a taco. Um, my, all right. Last story about this. So no, I love it. Mine, doing, mine aren't near this good. Oh, uh, it was. There was one part where uh, Skyler was the chicken, mm-hmm. the full suited chicken, 
so I'm in my stuff. Skyler's got the chicken suit and he's carrying around the head. And uh, we turn this hallway and it's real narrow. And as we turn the corner at the other end, Stephanie and Vince turn the corner. And like, so we go up against the wall and they stop for a second. And Stephanie's like, are you guys having a good time? Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yes, ma'am. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And Vince looks at me and he looks at John and goes, huh, a chicken suit <laughs> and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> and like John and I are against this wall and I just look at it. We make eye contact. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know what life is right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a, such a minuscule moment that neither one of them probably remember, you know, no. but it's just like, oh, it was it's, so big to us. Do you think he thinks about making like sound bites all the time? No. He just does it? No. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he realizes it. It's, it's like, it's like me saying Bubba or. Yeah. You know, like you get you get stuck in that speech pattern. You don't realize you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever do you listen to podcasts a lot? Goddamn, pal. Have you listened? Uh, I think it's my mom's house. Mom's house. The uh, it's uh, Tom Segura and his wife. No, but I love. Segura. Have you look up on YouTube? You don't have to listen to the podcast. It's funny, but they're all super long. Oh no, Fluff and I are gonna listen um, to it the whole way home. But I just look it up on YouTube, where he's talking about Garth Brooks. Deal, I'm in. If it's Garth Brooks, I'm in. Dude, he talks about Garth Brooks, and he says Garth Brooks is so awkward. Like he, he's like Garth Brooks has killed people. <laughs> it's the fun. And when he, and when he, when he, when he explains it, he's like, when he explained it at first, the first time I ever saw a clip of it, and I was, and I was listening to something because like, like you kill with com- like comedians like uh, Burt Kreischer, yeah, and Tom Segura right. and Joe Rogan and all that. Like I, I listen to Ari Shafir. I listen to all their stuff. Yeah. And uh, I love when Joe and Ari are on a podcast. Oh, together. my God. It's so good. Joe Rogan's podcast is the greatest. I don't know how he does it. Have you, did you watch or listen to the one with Edward Snowden? No, not yet. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, man. Like Dan Aykroyd. Dan listen, Aykroyd's a good dude, one. If you listen to anything on the way home, listen to the Dan Aykroyd Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, because I'm thoroughly convinced that Joe Rogan is the smartest human on I, I, I would agree with that. And it's not because he's, he's smart in one thing like most people are. He knows He has that little bit of knowledge about... Yeah. Everything. Every guest that comes on, he has something. You gotta think he does what three a week? Yeah. And they're three hours each. I read somewhere that he makes a hundred thousand dollars an episode. See, I can't even I can't even fathom that because like you're you're kinda like me, like the schedule's so insane because mm-hmm. like I run so many classes a week and you know, I have shows and I send the other like there's some days, man, like I sit there and I look at my phone, I'm like, I need to pencil in when I can take a piss today. Yeah. And it's just like he just strolls in his studio yeah. and it's insane. Like, it, well, we also work full time jobs. Right. It, I think it'd be different if we didn't work full time jobs. Right. It'd be like part of we got yeah, we have right, to go. Right, right, right. But it's yeah. Do you do you ever feel like I know we're skipping subjects. Yeah. Oh, to finish the Garth Brooks thing. I'm really good at that. Fluffman. Just to finish the Garth Brooks deal, he says that if you watch Garth Brooks, he's not listening. Fluffman. To finish the Garth Brooks thing, since you're not even on the podcast, the uh, watch Tom Segura and his wife's thing about Garth Brooks, and he, there's one thing that he, when he when he announces uh, stadium shows, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, "We're all we're all what does he say at the end? We're all gonna go out and uh, have a good time." And he smiles, and it is the most awkward smile. Oh and every so every time after you watch this video, just prepare yourself because I love Garth Brooks. Prepare yourself that you're going to think he's the weirdest human being on the face of the earth. That's great. But they were talking about, like, has he been so famous for so long that he doesn't know how to carry on a, like a, like a regular conversation with someone? I think that happens someone? to people. Oh, I agree. 
hundred percent. Was was a lady? The oh, the what's the long hair? No, Fluff just grew up under power lines. Oh. Like a real lady? Yeah, that that real feminine name of Garth. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, so I have, I have my students and everything, man, and they're, they're so young. So you keep talking about your students. Tell everybody on the podcast your school, yeah, where it's located. I, I run the Palmetto Wrestling Academy based out of Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, <laughs> I got all my guys, like, they wear their property of PBA yeah. shirts. I love it, man. And, um, you know, like, I forget how young they are sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, like, even to me just then, like, the name, like, Garth. Like, I have to sit there and think, like, you know, most of, most of my kids probably have never seen Wayne's World. Oh. <laughs> you know, like. Is that true, kids? Oh, I love that. No, okay, okay. Oh, Noah's actually seen it. Noah's the youngest. Noah's, yeah. Noah's my youngest student. It, it's something, and, like, today on the road we were coming up, and, like, a Ludacris song came on. It's like, yeah, so Ludacris was this rapper in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. We were, me and Cy, the, our, my nine-year-old, was watching a movie what movie was it? Oh, it was Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. The Spider-Man yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. Because I haven't seen it, and everybody's talked about how good it was. Uh, and they play, like, B.I.G. And Tori is, like, Biggie. Yeah. And I'm like, Sai, do you know this song? He's like, no. I was like, oh, my God. It's Paul's movie. Paul's the movie. Let me, let me educate you yeah. on rap music. And see, I have a, my oldest is nine. Yeah. So, Brenna, we're sitting there one day, and is she saying something? And she's got these dance moves with it? And I was like... That sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? And she goes, oh, it's this TikTok video that I watch. And I was like, play it for me. It's to Easy e Nice. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, like, how do you know an Easy e song? That's crazy. <laughs> That's funny, though. The, uh, shit, where were we at? Yeah, man. I lost it because I was talking about Garth Brooks. I'll segue something real quick with Easy okay. e Uh the one song as a teenager that I loved of Easy E was straight out of, or not straight out of Compton. It was uh, Rolling in the Street in uh, My Six Four. That's what she Talking sings. That, that's the part she sings. Tapping the hose. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's the greatest. Um, Real G. Yes. Easy E. Yes. Do you know why I love that song? B Boy. Ah. That was B Boy's interest music. Yes. At CZW. Yes. You know? I didn't even think about that. And it yeah. was. Yeah, and he would come out and do the whole like thing with it. So you know it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be really it's here. gonna be really cool to see Ethan Case versus B Boy at PWX. There's two there's two people that I want to see that I want to get into PWX. It's B Boy and uh, Dan Math. Oh, Dan, Dan's next level now, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I'm had, glad he's getting the Ring of Honor deal. I mean, but it's dude, he had a banger with Brash. Really? <laughs> Where at? Uh, Bree? I think it was Bree. Yeah. yeah, up in New York, but. You know, man, like, I'm one of those guys, like, we, we talk about all the time at the school and stuff, and it's like, um, they're always, like, dream matches, dream matches, dream matches. And, like, I've been so lucky because, like, you know, worked with the Bucks. Yeah. Broke in PWX around Paige. Mm-hmm. Broke in with Cedric. Yeah. You know, like, all these guys. Scorpio Sky was top of my list. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, and Sammy, you know, Sammy was mm-hmm. top of my list. And I even got to be Sammy on a show. Oh. <laughs> so then, Did you like, and Sammy's chemistry was insane. Yeah, all because of an injury. Do you know that? What? The Sammy, the switch thing. Oh, was he hurt or you hurt? No, he was hurt. He oh. hurt his ankle in the match with Drake. Ah, uh, I did not know uh, that. Yeah, so like they, um, 
like I've had all these guys. I've been so lucky to work with all of them. And then it's like, okay, well, Sanjay was another one. Mm -hmm. Because like. Who's such a good dude. Dude, like back in like 2002 or three, <laughs> we used to get those AOL discs. Yes. The free trials. Yes. And I would just use those repetitively. Yeah. And just make new aims. Of course. <laughs> and like one of the first videos I ever downloaded was like this three minute hype video that CCW did for um, Best of the Best 3. Uh -huh. And it had Sanjay and B-Boy on it and I was hooked. Oh. And it was it was to uh, a Linkin Park song too, which got me hooked on Oh, Lincoln of course. Park. Yeah. So like all that happened and everything and it was kind of like those memories. Yeah. Because I mean, you got to think back then, it took me an hour to download that three-minute video. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like anything now. Yeah. We're spoiled and, now. Exactly. And I was talking about that earlier. But the, um, now I get to kind of check those things off. Like, I've worked with Sanjay. Yeah. And then, like, honestly, like, B-Boy is that one right now because I know that he's kind of, like, on his way out and he's kind of mm -hmm. doing his thing. So, like, I want to, you know. And Benny, uh, I'll, t I'll tell you a cool thing, man. When Slim got hurt, mm -hmm. um, I went to the hospital Got slim, whatever. He stayed at the hotel with us that night. And he was like, man, I'm just hungry. So we find this Mexican joint that was open. It's like a hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. And we get in there, and I get this message. And it said, hey, is Slim okay? And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, shit. B-Boy just messaged me. <laughs> like, what is life? That's you know? crazy. Because yeah. like, to me, that's really cool. Like, to have these people that I looked up to and stuff and kind of, like, idolized. And, yeah. You know, he just shot me a message. I was like, oh, well, I mean, you know. He's fine, I guess. Yeah. How are you tonight, B-Boy? <laughs> That's wild. I remember uh, at WrestleCon this past year, uh, this is just going to sound like I was putting ourselves over, but it's just ridiculous where we are, like, yeah. in wrestling, yeah. in life, if per se. Um, like, we had the idea to bring Arcade in. Yeah. And uh, I was trying – I text Sammy, which is a hit or miss either, either time. It's like he'll, a miss. yeah, yeah. Well, he did something like I texted him after he won the belt, and He's I was like, "Hey, man, dude. yeah." I said, "Hey, man, just I just want to say congrats. You deserve it." Yeah. And like right after, thank you, man. I appreciate everything you did, you helped me with. He happened to have his phone in exactly, his at that exactly. Time, you know, like the funny thing about Sammy is, whenever I, I I went out for a revolver show to help him, like show how show him how I did production and all this yeah. and that. And uh, I came back and I was texting, or, and I was texting him again, and then I saw him at WrestleCon that, the next year. I said, Sammy, this is in Orlando. I said, Sammy, when I, how about you answer my text message when you when I when I text you if I need something? You know, I'm uh, and yeah. he's like, he's like, where'd you text me? And he pulled out his phone and he had like 239 text messages. I was like, say no more, Sammy. I completely understand. Yeah. My yeah. my fault. I, I apologize. But uh, you know that that WrestleCon in Orlando. Yes. One of the coolest things, I got to work with Mascarilla Sagrada. Yes. And I literally carried him to the back. I remember that. <laughs> what he's, was that? He spoke. What, what was that? What show was that? Uh, it was Best of the Best. Yes. Okay. And we were in like the Opportunity Scramble or whatever, yes. like RSP yes. and all those guys. Because he got hurt. Yeah, he, he got hurt on the last moonsault. And then he, then you carried, I remember that now. Okay. <laughs> he was so grateful. That's, a, it's, dude, it's insane. He spoke. So much better English when we got to the back afterwards. Really? <laughs> I remember in, I think I've told this on the podcast before, in Miami. No, I'm sorry, it was San Jose. I was putting up lights. This is where Mike would pay for people to do lighting. Right, right, right. I was putting up lights, and uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian came up to me. And I knew Christopher Daniels from when I worked in Ring of Honor. Yeah. And uh, 
he goes, hey, Patrick, is there any way we can come out to Legion of Doom's music? And I was like, yeah, or no, no, no. It was, what did they come out to? Uh, was it Iron Man? Iron Man, yeah. Yeah. So that's, he said, can we, is there any way, because we're putting on the face paint. This is when him and Kazarian was doing the face paint. Yeah. The LOD face paint stuff. I was like, yeah, man, yeah. So they walk off, and I go back to the thing, and this little Chinese guy comes up to me. Not Ch- I'm sorry, Japanese guy comes up to me. That's fucking horrible. I got to beep that out. <laughs> this Japanese guy comes up to me. <laughs> Especially when I tell you who it is. I don't feel like it's just a douchebag. But, uh, and he's like, uh, Patrick. And I was like, yes, sir. He goes, uh, you do music? And I said, yes. He goes, oh, do you have liar music? And I was like, yes. He goes, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And he, and he walked off and I was like, that was cool. He was so gracious. I was like, holy shit, that was Liger. Dude. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then I, then I thought about, like, this guy has been everywhere, done everything. And he is so, like, gracious and Tag humble. with him. And, but then, but then, then we book him. We book him and meet him again. He's the best. Absolute the best. The best. And that's what, that's what Kevin said. Kevin's like, oh, Liger's going to take the heat. And he's gonna. He fought us. Really? To take. Yeah. He, that's what Kevin. Kevin told like, me. I was like, I'll take heat, and he mm-hmm. was like, uh, he told Skyler, he was like, uh, small heat, boom, boom, boom. I was like, yeah. And he goes, uh, talk to me. Long heat, and I was like, I'll take it. And he goes, shh. <laughs> I take it. And I was like, uh, well, I mean, I guess I'm. One dude, one of the funniest stories <sighs> from guess, Legend. I guess I'll take a hot tag from Yeah. <laughs> The funniest stories from Legend is it was time for him to do his meet and greet. And Brian's like, can you go get Liger? I was like, yeah, yeah, So I go to his locker room. <laughs> when, I, when I knock on his door, he's like, come in. I open the door. He's sitting there with the Liger mask, just brushing the hair. <laughs> just looking at me. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you ready for meet and greet? He said, oh, yes, 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 yes. He's like, one second, one second. Dude. <laughs> What you don't understand, and, and this is something that we haven't told you, is like the way the legend thing was set up, it was such a long tunnel. Yes. Whenever we were on the other side, mm-hmm. waiting for the match before us to end, I look over, I was telling Liger, I was like, oh, I love the, uh, the dancing video of you and Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, yeah, like this? And me and him start doing it. <laughs> We're doing the running man. That's like, the greatest. We're doing it in the back, and I'm just like, I don't. What is life? And then the revolt goes out, mm-hmm. and when the revolt goes out, I start doing air drums, <laughs> and I look over, and Jushin fucking Liger is playing the air guitar, and he's just like, <laughs> get down, his capes flowing, dude. It's he's the greatest. Down, Skyler's like pretending he's singing, and I was just like. I'm done. I'm going to take my boots off after this. I'm just going to leave them in the ring. I'm good. I remember we were, you guys went out and you were staying there. We were waiting to hit his music, letting it like just simmer for a minute. And Hector goes, Patrick. And I go, what? He goes, and I turn and I look and all the fog is there and that light shining through. And he's got a, I got a picture of him. You got a picture of it. Yeah. And he's just like. He looks like Shredder. (laughs) He looks like Super Shredder. Not moving at all. Just. And you see the silhouette of him. And then, he goes, and just <laughs> make, and makes the turn. And I was just like, dude, bad. this is the greatest ever. Dutch got a great shot like this. Skylar and I at the end of the ramp, and it's right between us. And the music hit, the 
do 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 yeah and he runs yeah through right and i look at john and i was like i this is happening and john goes i don't i i can't believe this yeah like it was such a surreal ridiculous to tag with liger like you know just being a, a dude from the carolinas oh you know what i mean like that's how i felt like one thing, and I know, like me, the next week's episode is me and Brian talking about New Japan and like how we got into that and and how the New York tour and Boston. One of the craziest moments. I never get emotional about anything when it comes to like stuff. I, I show up to the shows. I'm like, you know what? I'm here to do a job. I'm going to do it with the best of my ability. Yeah. Go to the next town. I was sitting in Hammerstein, and <sighs> so cool. dude, and I was sitting there, and nobody was around me, and I went. And I remember, uh, I think it was Pierce and maybe Brad Wilson. We're like, we went up to sit where JBL and all of them sat during oh, one yeah, night yeah. stand. And I was like, cool. So I walked up there and I just sat by myself and it just freaking hit me. That's wild. Dude. And I was, and like, like started tearing up and like tears came down my eyes. And I was just like, what, like, how did I get here? Like, and then I text, like, I couldn't text Brian cause I was going to see him. So I was trying to figure out who I was going to text. Like, I have, to, I have to get my mind right. I have to send some message, something. So I text Mike Bikikio. Yeah, yeah. And I just said, hey, man, just so you know. Because when we left for the trip, they had told me they were bringing in TVSI people to do the live stream at Hammerstein. So forever, I was like, I'm not doing anything. So I'm just going to find a spot and enjoy the show right. and just check it out. And uh, then, then in Boston, uh, Shizuki was like, uh, Patrick, are you okay to edit tomorrow for live stream? And I was like, yes, I'd love to do it. Why, yes. yes and I she am. walks off, and I'm like, what? What? So, uh, so I'm like, I text Mike, and I say, hey, man, uh, just so you know, I'm editing a live stream on New Japan World from Hammerstein Ballroom tonight. This wouldn't be possible if you wouldn't have given me the opportunities that you gave me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And in classic fucking Mike fashion, <laughs> he texts me back. Like two minutes later, and he said, "Cream always rises to the top. You just have to stick with it. That's it." And I told him when I saw him like face to face the next time, I was like, yeah. "You gave me the best message I could ever get." Because <laughs> as soon as he sent that, and I read it. I was like, "Game on, boys!" Yeah. And then I sit in this big ass TV control room with like ten monitors, and I'm using four buttons. <laughs> That's sweet though, man. Like you know. But this just like that. Like you go through. Th- pieces like times like that and you're like what like even if i don't do anything over over this yeah like how did i get here so when we did grady cole and we did the legend show it was just kind of like one of those things like all my guys were there we had everybody all hands on deck and Mm -hmm. when we walked in and it was an empty building i stood in the middle of the building and i just kind of looked around and i was like i i don't it's not like a nervousness anymore. Like I always mm-hmm. kind of feel like I'm ready. So yeah. like even those moments, but like it's so weird how long it takes for a moment to get here or yeah. how the, like the shitty times seem to last forever. Mm-hmm. But like that day at legend, even though everything that went on, all the stuff, um, just the whole show in general, it flew by. Yeah. And it's kind of like just it's one of those things like it's so surreal to me that you know we kind of get these opportunities and we get all these options to do this stuff like you guys get the new japan stuff or you know like 
e- even just the stuff of like working with Sammy and working with Scorpio, yeah. and you know, it's all stuff that wouldn't happen if we didn't have this platform, like regularly. Yeah. Um, well, it's or like even these shows, man. Like Pure is so cool to me because I was on the original Pure. Yeah. And. You know, I remember uh, the concept for the original. Period. Elijah and I wrestled a, a North Carolina guy and James Drake. Yeah, you know. I remember. That's that's when I became a Drake believer. Yeah, and you know, it was one of those things too. Like Drake had quit before that, and I was like, "Listen, <laughs> I ain't got time for your bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to get back out here." Mm-hmm. And you know, and one of the things that happened with us is like starting in '04. Thankfully, like Lyle was very ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. he was way ahead of the game, and because he was tape trading the old Rev Pro shows in SoCal. Ah, Daniel so Bryan's like, company. No, 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 no. It, it was, was like, Dragon. Uh, yeah, it was like Dragon. It was before was they, they became PWG. Exactly. They it was in the flea market. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sons. So like, Scorpio was there. Chris Bosh. Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Uh, one of my guys. favorites who quit before, like they all got huge, is Scott Lost. Scott Lost. Oh yeah, but and he's he, apparently he's some ridiculous like comic book artist. Yeah, he works for Marvel. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh that's he's what I, that's what done I well for himself. Anyway. That's what I heard anyway. <laughs> Dude, he's like he Chris he was Bosch, my favorite. Uh, Chris Bosch I asked was about one Chris of my Bosch. favorite. He like he got out of wrestling. I think he'd say he got religious and he runs a farm in Texas. Ooh, really? Yeah. I asked the same thing about Quicksilver. That was my one question for Scorpio. I was like, man, what happened to Quicksilver? He got like a staff or a knee injury or something like that. And mm-hmm. then, it, no, what it was, he had to have like a surgery and got staff or something ah, like gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha. And, uh, that's just like Excalibur. It's had too many concussions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Excalibur, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. How about it? <laughs> um, you know, I check people out. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> Everybody's a badass until someone's not underlining name. your name. And then, like, uh, you know, those old Rev Pro shows, he was tape trading, and like I would get IWA Mid South tapes and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and that was when they had AJ and yeah. Daniel Bryan and Joe and all these guys. And like we'd watch that, and like being in North Carolina, nobody wanted to no. do anything. Yeah, it was all like and then the NWA Mid Atlantic shows. Yeah, and the guys would want to bury you if you wanted to work hard. Yeah, because they thought you were still in their spot. So we ate so much shit, dude. Like, oh, I'm sure. To the point, it, it would be like Drake and I would work each other on a show, and we get in the back, and the guys would be like, "Well, that was just horrible. Y'all, y'all went out there and y'all, y'all did all this stuff." Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what we do. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and it baffled me that this was post ECW. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, guys like Hamrick were around. Ah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we had Chris Hamrick. Yeah. I got a I got a video of Chris Hamrick from like 1996. And him and the guy that helped with me a lot, they're working this random show in Tennessee, and they're doing Springboard Ranas, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yeah, '96. You know, like yeah. that was unheard. It's like of. A, it's like Omega on our indie scene, exactly. Yeah, and if you ever watch, like a lot of people, people some, buried Omega. Like you some know, people, like, some people are on top of the Omega thing uh-huh. from like the original Omega, but if you watch any of those tapes oh, yeah. or any of those shows, they're insane, bro. First name Sham. Insane, yeah. Last name Payne. Exactly. You know? Dude, he, um, he is hilarious in, in real life. So, Marty's so funny, dude. Um, it's not a character, brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it was always stuff like that, and we got, 
we got super buried all the time. And then it yeah. was like. I remember those days. And honestly, whenever we got the opportunity at PWX, I don't even know if I've ever told you this, but like when, when we got on PWX, it was still at, um, it was back when Tyshawn ran it. So it was. It was, me, it was a joint show that me and him did, wasn't it? house no that was like the second or third show we did okay but it was that i think it was i remember that chop house or something like that chop shop chop shop it had big huge concrete walls yes and we did a seminar with it was where um, they did rise of champion one year yeah mm-hmm. well, with like adam the, cole the first show we worked was adam cole and caleb in the main event oh that's rise of champion. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so we did a seminar and they were like well we're gonna pick the best two guys from the seminar well mm-hmm. they picked elijah and i mm-hmm. and we had been tagging doing small stuff and went to go get ready, and the only gear we had with us was our matching sets, but different colors. So we yeah. were going to do that because yeah. I mean, opportunity is opportunity. And we were getting ready. You know, Eddie and Ronnie are big tag guys, so they were like, "Oh, you guys are a tag team?" I'm like, "Yeah." So they found another tag team that was there, mm-hmm. put us against them, and we had, I mean, a decent match. But with the caliber of guys that mm-hmm. were already here, yeah, I was ready. Yeah. You know, and Elijah trained with Fox and Uha and all those guys, so he was ready. So it was a lot easier. <laughs> so it was a lot easier for us to adapt because we were kind yeah. of already ready for that. But I was talking to Roddy about this at a house show not long ago, and I was like, hey, man, just, just like a heads up. Like, I don't know if you remember or not. And I was like, you know, we, like, I, I literally would be doing none of this if you didn't choose me out of a seminar. Yeah. And he was like, bro, like... I love Roddy. No worries, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, it was really cool, too. Like, we... I'll tell you the thing that got us, man, and I, I preach this to my guys. You know, if, if you're doing this for money, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. Because, like, to grind on the indies, like, not everybody is super lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, the first six months that we worked PWX, we didn't get paid. Oh, I believe that. We were doing setup, teardown, all this stuff. And then... Um, <laughs> Brian's freaking out. Why are you stomping this away? This is the Tyshawn way, This is Tyshawn. This was back in the day, man. Yeah, this is, this is before you. Way before you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. So uh, then we, and it was like literally like we were doing Tramont Music Hall and the same yeah. other. Well, the, we got paired up. Was, with I there, was I there yet? I don't think so. Okay. And we were oh, doing. Oh, this is right when I was running Evo. Yeah, and you I were was like, Evo. this is right at the end of Evo. Yep. Okay. So the first couple of shows, or whatever, they had us against this one tag team from that same match. Mm-hmm. Well, after like the who third, was, do you show, remember who the tag team? Yeah, was? it was Caden Sade and uh, Caden Matt Sade. Madsen. I remember Matt Madsen. Elements of Wrestling. That was their. Yes. Tag okay. Match. Okay. I'm with you. And like after a couple of shows, they came to us and they were like, "Hey, look, we're going to ask for X amount." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. So they went to Ty and they asked for what it was and Ty goes okay man thank you guys and he comes to us and he goes what do you guys need to be here mm-hmm. and I was like whatever you think we're worth he said ten dollars straight up yeah we started getting 20, 20 so yeah. like but at the time man all we wanted was that opportunity but that's how it worked like but, anybody but any, anybody listening that tries to judge Ty for doing that that's how it worked back then yeah no legit even six seven years ago wrestling's completely different yes it's a it's a business now. Like yeah. we see it as a business. And it's and like realistically at that point in time, like I was used to that. Like my guys, thankfully, because of the business they're in now, mm-hmm. my guys are getting paid. They're getting taken care of. Yeah. I wrestled for like three years, four years before I ever got paid yeah. something. And I'm talking about, dude, I'm back then, this was before gas went up. So I was doing five, six shows a week. 
and not getting paid. Whoa. Right? Well, but, like, it's insane that it was like but that. But it's, like it's like an opportunity. Exactly. So, like, when we got here and I was just like, I told Elijah, I was like, listen, man, we both have good jobs. Let's just keep doing our jobs. Mm-hmm. Let's take this opportunity. It'll pay off in the long run. Yeah. And it really has. It's true. Tenfold. Because, like, because of the experience that I have at here, I'm able to work other bigger companies. I'm able to get my name out, which makes people want to come to PWA. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, just this long-standing thing. that Like, I've literally created a brand. Yeah. And that's, like, always been the main goal. Even when you create it through your hard work. Exactly. And, and, like, the way Lyle trained me, like, he was always, like, what's your main goal? And I was, like, well, I want to teach. Yeah. I'm really, like, I feel like I'm really good at teaching other yeah. human beings. I'll agree with that. This. So... You know, one thing that I really like, man, about teaching is, like, you kind of have to understand everybody wants to be a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. But Every fan wants to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. And every everybody that wants to be a pro wrestler is different. Yeah. Nobody learns the same way. Yeah. And, like, I literally take that time to figure out how each person learns and yeah. how each person moves and how – and I tell them straight up, like, you'll give up on yourself long before I give up on you. Yeah. And I mean, I've got people that, you know, they, they're on their second or third turn of going through a class because they, it takes them longer to grasp it. Yeah. And, which I'm cool with. That's not a problem. You know, oh, come yeah. in and give me 100%. That's all I need. Yeah. As long as, long as you give the effort. Exactly. I'll, I'll get you where you, where you want it to go. I'll point right. you in the right direction. And, you know, like. And that's the, well, do you find that, did you, do you find that that's the hardest piece of it is if, if I taught I'd feel like the hardest concept for me to grasp is if you see somebody that has so much potential but right. never gives full effort. All the time. And here's why. That would drive me absolutely because crazy. Because a lot of the people that do have a skill set, if they're a good talker, if they're already athletic, mm-hmm. this, and the other, at some point in time, they've been babied. Yes. Okay. I'm with you. And, like, I have, I have two students right now. One's, like, 6'10". Mm-hmm. big dude his girlfriend wrestles she's just like a cute little girl yeah and they went through a training program and then ah. they came down to us gotcha and so they knew nothing when they got to you like to the point they knew where negative they, five yeah and they're like wow we got robbed yeah and they did that's the sad part yeah and like the bad thing about her man and it's so frustrating to me is that these guys Gave, like, Southerner up, and they're like, all right, we're going to do body slams. Well, Sammy can't do it because it's inappropriate for a guy to body slam a girl. Listen, Sue Young has probably hit me harder than any human being oh, on this yeah. planet. I believe that. So I train all my women just like the men. Yeah. There are no – and I have to get on to my guys because guys will come in and they'll be a little lighter. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, release, lock up with uh, – like, James Johnson's always at the school. I'm like, lock mm-hmm. up with James. And they go way harder with James. I was like, if you lock up with her any different than you lock up with James, you're sitting out the rest of the class. Yeah. Because there, there is no... I need to come down to one of your classes. Absolutely, one day. anytime. And there's, there's no difference between the men and women anymore. Yeah. Like... Which is how it should be. Yeah. Because, like, the women that are really good mm-hmm. are the ones that either one came out of the PC or mm-hmm. two, they wrestled the men on the indies. Yes. Like Ruby. Yes. Like Heidi's so good. Yeah. Shotzi is so good. Yep. Like Lindsay and all that, because they, they work with guys all the time. Well, look at Tessa, Tessa. and Savannah. Yeah. And like people that George Tessa has had a hand in. Tessa, Mania Vented, a TNA. Yeah. yeah. Like Mania. Bound, right? Well, not Bound for Glory, but. Slam yeah. Right? But is she's about to main event another one with Sammy for the title. 
That's insane. Yeah, in 2019. Now imagine pitching. I remember when young Naive Tessa shows up and is like, oh, hey, yeah. I want to wrestle. Yeah. Now imagine pitching that 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Would never happen. Or, or imagine pitching an all-women's pay-per-view on the network. Or imagine saying that the women of WWE are a main event of pay-per-view. Would never happen. Well, you look at women, women's matches now sometimes go harder than men's matches. Most yeah. of the time, I should say. Yeah. Dude, that one person that doesn't get enough credit that I love that's on WTV is Lacey Evans. Yeah. That girl is so good at professional wrestling. And she's such a hill. Yes. So yes. Oof. I feel like I'm starting to fall into Bailey. Yeah? Her heel work. Okay. I'm, feel, I'm starting to feel it. I feel, I feel so bad because there's a lot of points in times. Like, I ended up, I ended up like, binge-watching three months' worth of wrestling at a time because, yeah. like, Monday nights, I teach class. Mm-hmm. So, like, Mondays, I literally, I go in at uh, 10. I teach a class at 11. Mm-hmm. I teach from 11 to 2. Mm-hmm. I have a break. And in that break, I invite guys to come down, like, Mason Miles, Patrick yeah. Scott, and all them, and they come in and do their their entering work. Yeah, and then I start my next class at six thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm there till like eleven. Yeah, you know. And I'll tell you one thing. Long day. Man. Yeah, and I do th- I do that on Monday and Wednesdays, and gotcha. then Tuesdays I only have the evening class. But we're talking about like how guys learn in this and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I do, and I know a lot of people don't do, my guys are required to have notebooks. Gotcha. Not like just that. for notes. But each class, they have to have three questions, and we do a Q&A at the end of every class. Nice. Yeah, and it's just everybody sits in the ring. I go on 12 to 15-minute tangents mm-hmm. about anything but their questions. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm bad about Typical that. Ethan fashion. Yeah, typical Ethan fashion. <laughs> so back to what we were originally talking about. Taking that gamble. I don't remember what yeah, we were originally talking I, it about. It just hit me. So <laughs> taking that gamble on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, Elijah and I could have been stuck working – Nothing shows in North Carolina and Georgia. Yeah. But taking that gamble and taking that risk, like, I won the 16. I've had these awesome chases and storylines, and I've have won the championship, and Elijah won the championship, mm-hmm. and, and this, that, and the other. And it was just kind of like, it was so serendipitous whenever he won it. Yeah. And it's just like. What was so crazy about when he won it was, like, eight months earlier, me and him were having a conversation about how he was going to quit wrestling. Yeah. And I was like, well, then you pitched the idea. I don't know if anybody knows this. Yeah. You pitched the idea for the syndicate. Yeah. And I was like, I love the idea, but I don't see you doing it. And you hated me for it. Yeah. I, I pitched another one, too. I pitched whenever I broke my ankle. Um, I had another group that I wanted to run, and I was like, I'll just come back and I'll be evil. And Patrick was like, yeah, good luck with that shit. So... <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. We're gonna do anything but that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but, but I remember when I I remember telling you like I love the idea, but I think it's yeah. better for Elijah. And you're yeah, being and, like, what? And that was the point, man. Like where we did the split, but he didn't. We didn't. Nobody turned on each other. Mm-hmm. And he fizzled quickly because and Elijah and I have talked about this now. Um, there was a point where he was kind of relying on my charisma. Yeah. And he just showed up and was muscle. Yeah. Whenever we split. He didn't know where he was. He didn't was. know who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Kung Fu I remember Elijah? That. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Brother. Yeah. So then when we did the turn, yeah, the headband. I and do then, remember that. And then I after, forgot about it until you just said something about it. And then after that, like, there was a point, And uh, I remember we, the talk 
with me and it was like, hey, look, man, like, don't, we hope you're not upset, but we just don't have anything for Elijah. Yeah. Like, we don't have anything for this character. It's just not hitting on anything. I was like, let him turn on me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's where we need to go. Yeah. And as soon as he turned on me, something happened. Yeah. He found and himself. And quickly. And, like, whenever that last, like, the championship run and everything, mm-hmm. I was just like, where the hell was this? Yeah. During worst case scenario. Yeah. You know, like, worst case scenario was my bread and butter. Like, I, I love tag team wrestling. Yeah. And it kind of sucks now because, like, I can, I like doing small tag stuff with my kids and stuff like that. But, like, other than that, like, I won't commit to a tag team mm-hmm. because it's not Elijah. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's really that. hard to do when you have. Whenever, well, you, you expect the results that you had with him and you'll never get this. Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, it was to the point where, like, we would, I could look at him and know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. It was, it's insane to have that with somebody. And, uh, yeah, and all of it happened all by accident. All of it. I remember one quick story about you and Elijah. The I can't remember the name of the show. It was the last show that I ever ran for Evo. The Lobby of Cabarrus. Yes. The arena was our locker room. Yes. So that huge arena. <laughs> the huge arena, 5,000-seat arena, was uh-huh. the locker room. Yeah. And we were running the show in the lobby of the, of the arena. That was, that was the night we got paired with Tommy. Yes. We paired you with Tommy, and then the music that you wanted to use was the circus music. No, 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 not the circus music. It was. It was the. It, it was, was the circus music. Yes. Yeah. So we were like, uh, "Yeah, you can't use that music," and you guys were like, "Well, what about money or money for nothing?" Yeah, we had just listened to it that day, <laughs> and we were like, "Yeah, we can use that." Just think about that. And we 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 faced Zane Riley and Billy Brash. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the girls no showed, or no, the girls got there late. Yes. And it was supposed to be like Billy and one of the girls and Zane and one of the girls. Yeah. And you end up making it was Angelina Love. And Amber O'Neill. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the craziest thing about that night was Zach had retired. Yeah. Zach Salvation. Uh-huh. And the Briscoes were on that show. Oh, yeah, I know. And uh, we did that deal. I'll never forget this because it's on YouTube if you look up like Pro Wrestling Evo, if it's still there. Um, and we and Corey did the whole speech for Zach and everybody in the crowd was chanting, thank you, Zach, thank you, Zach. Mm-hmm. And everybody came out and rushed around the ring and the freaking Briscoes out there slapping the mat. Yeah. I was like, dude, I, I will never forget that because I had no clue who he I'm gonna, was. I'm going to tell you a story, and if you feel like you need to take it out, you can. Okay. Okay. We're in the back. I'm not taking it out, just so yeah. you know. If, if, as long as um, you know that I'm not taking it out. Hopefully he doesn't then. get upset with me. Okay. Uh, we have a really, we had a really weird uh, meeting and connection with the Briscoes. Okay. They liked Elijah and I for some reason. Okay. Right. Um, but that was my first encounter with them mm-hmm. was there. I love the briscoes. And Jay goes, hey, has anybody got pre-workout? <laughs> I think like, I've heard this story. Well, I was like, yeah, it was like C4. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I just need a scoop. And he takes the scoop and he pours it in his hand. And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm just standing there and I'm like, did he just snort pre-workout? Because <laughs> I, I know how I feel when I take it. Yeah. But, like, he did it and walked through the curtain. Like, it was all one motion. And I was just like, this is about to be a banger. <laughs> He's about to be so hyped. I have two, two Jay Briscoe. Well, I have one Jay Briscoe story. Then I have a pre-workout story. 
uh, actually, they were both on the same trip. My first WrestleMania I ever went to was in Atlanta. I worked for Ring of Honor. So I filmed. I was so drunk that weekend. <laughs> I filmed the center stage shows. Yeah. For Ring of Honor, the first ones they ever did. I was there. Uh, when Jay, Ris- Jay Briscoe and Rhett Titus in the big bloodbath match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did like four or five reverse uh, Irish whips yeah. to the barricade, kept switching. And finally let go, and Jay Briscoe murdered me oh. <laughs> with the camera. He murdered me up against the guardrail. And he grabs the guardrail, and he, like, hits me, and he looks down, and I look up at him. He goes, you right, Pat? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, get out of the fucking way. <laughs> then he got up and went, and I was like, I love this dude. Because he could just oh, yeah. murdered me and just walked off. Dude, the, that was the night he did the mist with his own blood. Yes. <sighs> and it got on Jake, and Jake was like, what the fuck? Because Jake was the other oh. cameraman. And, uh... You know what, second, go ahead. You know what's so crazy about that show? Those shows, like um, the second one, mm-hmm. the Saturday show, I think it was, yeah. the, the morning show. The opening match to that mm-hmm. was Future Shock versus Kings of Wrestling. Yes. Think about that. Ooh, that's so true. Colin, I forgot. Colin O'Reilly versus yes. Hero and Cesaro. Like, that's just so insane to me that. That's the know, first that time opener. me and Kevin Kelly picked because that was the first time I ever met Kevin Kelly. What is he? Cookies is on the ground. <laughs> it's amazing. How do you get over here? I don't know. Uh, oh, Danny hit her with a book. Yeah, <laughs> That's a and a, the plate shattered. Yeah. The um, me, me and Cedric and Colt and somebody were sitting in the sitting in the stands talking, and Kevin Kelly walks up through one of the walkways to walk into uh, what's it called, and he sits down. Never, had only seen him at WWE, like in, in some of Ring of Honor. Starts talking and he gave Cedric's. I can't. I still can't remember. It's like Chocolate Thunder or something like that, like uh, some nickname. And uh, Cedric's like, I like it. And he goes, You can have it. And then he walks off. And I tell him all the time, I was like, That was my first time ever meeting you, Kevin. He's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's another one that's kind of like underplayed. So like, Kevin gives me a ton of advice. Yeah. Kevin's such a good dude. Such a good dude. But like, he gave he gave me a compliment one time, and I was like. Ah oh, man, used to work with The Rock. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then there was there was one night. I don't remember what match it was, but like he gave me he gave me my uh, compliment first, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yo, he did this, this, and this really good." And he goes, "But I was like, now nah, we're good," and I walked off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it on that high note. The uh, the first time Kevin worked with us, it was no, it was night two of X16. Is when he told me, like he took me and Brian. Have you heard the story about how he started working with us? No, I wasn't there. That oh, night, so like he did this. Did he do the seminar earlier that day? So he did the seminar, and he came up to me. He goes, uh, "Patrick, why do you do stuff on TV?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "You got a good look. You should do stuff on TV. Can you talk?" And I was like, "I can. I'm okay. I'm not the greatest." So yeah, you need to like be the face of the management on TV. And I was like, "Okay." And he goes, you, you could be on, like, you, I could see you being on TV. And I was like, well, can you give me a job? He's like, why do you want a job? And I said, that's what we're all here for, right? He's like, why don't you turn this into your job? And I was like, oh. Well. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Uh, well, the story about how he started working with us is he did the X16 tournaments with us. Mm-hmm. The way that came about was John Skyler ran into him at WrestleCade and was like, hey, we're looking for somebody to commentary. Would you be interested? He's like, yeah, just to give him my number. So I gave Brian, he gave me the number, he gave Brian the number, Brian reached out to him, came with a price, brought him down. After X-16, I hope Kevin doesn't get mad I'm telling this story. Um, 
he's like, can I talk to you guys real quick? And I was like, oh, shit, we didn't, Brian's messed up his pay or something. So we go into the little office at Cabarrus, just us three. And uh, I know Bob was there too, wasn't he? Yeah, Bob was there. And uh, he goes, I really want to work with you guys. And I looked at Brian, and I looked at him. He goes, you guys have something special here. And I think I can help. He's like, I don't want, he's like, we don't have to talk about the money now. We don't have to talk about, come up with a deal now. Just know that I want to work with you guys as much as I can. Right. I'll be in Japan, but I want to help you guys as much as I can. I want to work with you guys because I like what you're doing here. Let's give this play, let's give this country hell. And I was like, yes, sir. And yeah. he walked out. That was the start of the relationship we have with Kevin. Wow. And now he's like one of my real good friends that I can just text him like, Kevin, I need some advice. Can I give you a call? He's like, yeah, I'll be available in like 20 minutes. Just give me a shout. It's ridiculous. And, and it's so weird because it's like, like that thing, like you, you can't take it for granted because like there was one thing, it, it was a match I hit and he was like, wow, what a drop kick. And I was like, he calls Okada's drop kicks. Yeah. So. Another, like, <laughs> not, another thing about Kevin is after like 10 minutes after the stream was over at Hammerstone, I got a text from him. He said, you started off too fast. But if you watch, what do you say? You started off too fast, but if you watch the Kenta, what was the guy's name that Kenta wrestled in Hammerstein? I can't remember. Um, he said, if you watch the Kenta match, you told that story perfect. That's why you're going to have a job in New Japan. Oh, yeah. That was his text to me. That's cool. Man. I was just like, like dude. I'll, what is life? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. But, uh, okay, this, this is my what is life moment. So uh, I go down and I get invited down to NXT. Um, this is my extra work. So this is my, this is, I'm, I'm not going to be on Zane's podcast because I'm giving it up right here. Right. Uh, I haven't talked to anybody about this, like on a public forum. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So this is the first. I'm glad I wear my hoodie and my good so, sandals. So uh, I go, like I'm invited by Gabe down to NXT. Right. Um, I get there. I walk in. Uh, I have no idea where I'm going. I see uh, Mia Yim. Yep. And uh, what's the manager name? The manager's name. Uh, Stokely. Stokely, halfway. Yeah. Me and Stokely. And I'm like, hey, me, hey, Stokely. They're like, hey, Patrick. And I was like, where do I, I'm like, I need to check in with like, we're extra check in, where do I go? And they're like, oh, yeah, just follow us. So they walk me to the hallway. Walk in, Gunner. Yep. Right, right when I walk in. He's like, what are you doing here, dude? Why say, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Walk past Gunner. I'm, uh, I introduced, I, like, I've met, uh, what's the referee? Drake. I've met Drake yeah, Younger. younger. Yeah, I've yeah. met Drake once, uh, one other time. So he, he introduced me to Drake. Hey, how you doing? Uh, walk like 10 more feet, Martin Stone. Yep. Mate. Blah, blah, blah. So me and him talk. Uh, I talked to uh, whatever the guy's name is that does the extra stuff. Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy that was the G money in California. They did the, uh, God, I know you know him. He did the Wrestling Society X. Had like the X uh, goatee. It was like I think it was like G Money in, in XPW. Oh, I don't know. He's he had like, the weird laugh. Like he's a short guy. What does he do there? He's like the he's like over the extra stuff. Oh. Um, I assume, but uh, I should probably learn that. Then yeah, but then like I, then I see ACH. Right. God bless him, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he he like he calls me over like I was like what's up man he's like what are you doing here blah blah blah. blah. 
So I go, uh, he he walks me over to the sound stage. See like Shane and uh, Austin Theory and uh, who else? like just a bunch of people I know, uh, Trevor. Yep. And I say hey to all of them. Then talk with Gabe. Gabe gives me some instructions to watch. See how they do the production stuff. Um, then uh, uh, I ask Gabe. Then I go get something to eat after they go through all the production stuff. Uh, it's pretty cool watching how they do everything. Like. There's Shawn Michaels and Hunter and right. and Regal and everybody. Uh, then I go do I go get something to eat. I ask Gabe where I need to watch it. He said in the auditorium where everybody else is watching. I sit with Karina like Colby was there. Right. Sit with Colby and then Steve comes up. Steve says, "Hey," I say to him. Everything changed when Roddy walked past me during the taping and I was just sitting up there talking to the guy, I can't remember his name. He's like the guy that got hired that rap that did the rap stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Little the little guy with the glasses. Yeah. Uh and Ryan's like, what the hell are you doing here? And picks me up, gives me a hug, and me and him talk for like fifteen minutes and everybody's like, Who is this dude? Who is this dude? Like looking like side eye. The same thing to me at a house show. Oh, I loved it. And uh then I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm not sitting here. I'm going to go feel the atmosphere of this place. I flew all the way down here. I got, I got to. So I walked. I, fa- I found out that if you have a suit on, you can go wherever you want to there. Nice. If they've seen you, like, backstage. Right. So I just walk into the front and go and just stand for, like, 45 minutes and watch. So it's all over. Then it all finishes. I, so, I, so wait, when you say you were in an auditorium, were you, were you like, in, like, one of the classrooms? No. Is it like do you that, know – you know, like when they show the behind the scenes videos and they're all like the whole. Like in the college classroom type d- setup? Well, yeah, yeah. It's like the different tiers and then they got the two big and projection show it on screens. The yeah. Oh, okay. Like that's where, that's where the, like the whole NXT crew watches, oh, watches when they're not okay. in there because it's like very tight in the, right. in the thing. Um, so I walk over and then it's over with and I say, uh, I text Gabe and I'm like, hey man, do you need anything else? Because I felt like I was in the way. I'm, t- I'm going to get out of here. Uh, and never hear anything back. So I called Cade, who I was staying with. He comes and picks me up. We go to Taco Bell, which is in like the same parking yeah. area, like parking lot. And I get a text from Gabe like, hey, man, come behind Gorilla. And I was like, oh, okay. So Cade pulls out of Taco Bell, goes back. I'm like, I'm sorry, Jason, just hang out. Which he lives like right down the street yeah, from Full yeah. Sail. So I go back. Uh, Gabe talks to me for a little bit. Then Regal walks by. Gabe's like, uh, hey, Mr. Regal, I want to introduce you to Patrick. So Gabe introduced me to Regal. He's cool. We need him talk for a minute. Yep. Then, like, Borash, which I had met Borash at WrestleCon a few years back. Right. I talked to him for a minute. Then uh, Road Dog comes up and introduces me to him, and he's, like, my kindred spirit. Like, I wish – like, I've tried to figure out how I can send him a message on, like, Twitter. There's a button. And I know I can't – He because he can't – he doesn't follow me. Uh. So I can't – like, that's the new Twitter thing. But, uh, yeah, like, dude, I talked to him for, like, 20, 30 minutes. Just Adam. I did. No, I'm saying at him. Like, be like, hey, man, try and get a hold of you. Oh, I might do that. Let's, but, yeah, dude. Let's DM. But, okay. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a Twitter guru. Bryant. Oh, like, you were trying to explain Twitch earlier, and I'm like, ah. Yeah. I didn't know Twitch much until we started deciding yeah. we were going to do that. I knew so, Impact did it. So it was but, like, it's like YouTube that you subscribe to, and I'm like, ah. Did you, and it's live. Everything's live. It's like a gaming yeah, thing. Ah. But uh, Fluff was trying to explain it to me. He's like, "Yeah, we gotta we gotta say our gamer tags." I was like, what? <laughs> "But we." Uh, I'm a 31 year old girl. So I'm talking man. to him, <laughs> and then uh, I'm like, "All right, Gabe, they're starting to pack everything out, like pull everything out." I was like, "All right, Gabe, I'm gonna get out of here because I do feel like I'm in the way." He's like, "No, no, I'm gonna introduce you to Hunter." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So then Hunter comes out and he introduced me to Hunter, 
and not, like Hunter says like one sentence to me, and I'm like, what is life? Yeah. Like, because he walks up, he's a super nice guy, walks up, and he's like, Hunter, this is Patrick, he does New Japan stuff, and uh, he does PWX in North Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hunter goes, New Japan, huh? And I was like, yes, sir. He's like, I'm glad to see you're here. I'm glad to see you here. I hope to see you back. And just shakes my hand and then walks off with his, like, four bodyguards. Nice. Like, he needs fucking bodyguards. It truly is all about the game. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> does he pay them guys hourly? God. Yeah. But then I left. And that's, like, it's a very anticlimactic story. No, but that's one that's, of those, that's one of those, like, how did, how did I get here? Dude, the amount of people, for what, I watch NXT or AEW with the students sometimes before mm-hmm. classes or whatever. Like, I can't watch a whole episode of NXT without there being a match that I've worked somebody in that match. Yeah, I agree. Or and, somebody you worked with. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's always somebody I've worked with or, like, you know, I've been around or this and the other. And it's like, or I've shared a ring with them. Yeah. And, you know, like, I got buddies that are there. And it's like, like, one of them, <laughs> we were talking one day or something. And, and we met up. I had a show in the town they were running in. Mm-hmm. And we met up afterwards and had dinner. And I was like, so when do you got to be back at the PC? And he was like, I got to be there at like 9 a.m. on Monday. I have a class with Shawn Michaels. I'm like, what a tough day. Oh, I know. (laughs) How hard you live. Yeah. You know? And like talking to him and stuff. And it's just like, I feel like everybody's having fun. Yeah. And we did the, I was at the Columbia house show the NXT did when they came through. Oh, yeah. And Brewer, mm-hmm. I, I've been around Brewer for years. Yeah. And we were sitting there, and he was like, come back here. So we went back, and it was me, Morgan, and Lily, and my three-year-old. And we're in the back and, like, just talking to Brewer for a minute because of the chaos. Mm-hmm. And Roddy walks by. And it was kind of like a – it was like a, cat, like a cordial, like, hey, go. he stopped. Yeah. And he was like, even? I was like, oh, well, that's cool. You know, like, yeah. he started talking. Like, we, I mean, we talked about our kids for. Yeah, that's what me and him talked about. Because you know, his son was because, running around with you know, their nanny or whatever, somebody. Yeah. Older Roddy. Yeah. Is completely different than Roddy yes. now. Yes, agreed. And, you know, he's awesome. Like, he's, yes. you know, we did that. And then, like, he's I'm in back such a there good place. So happy. Trevor walked by, mm-hmm. stops and talks, Mia stopped, you know, and all this stuff. And then, like, Riddle, because um, a, a lot of people don't know this. I was one of Riddle's first matches oh, because he I didn't was, know yeah, he was still training at Monster Factory, mm-hmm. but we did the NWA Legends Fest in Charlotte. Oh, for, I do, I do remember because that's where I met Ross. Yeah, Ross, the guy from England. Yeah, he's yeah, okay. Saxon Huxley. Yeah, there he goes. So, um, and, you know, me and him roomed together for two or three years at that camp, and now mm-hmm. he's on the UK program. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's insane. Um, me, him, and Brewer shared rooms. Nice, <laughs> but. Um, Dr. Tom was running matches and he picked me and Riddle and I had no idea. Like, I didn't really follow UFC. Mm. I had no clue who Riddle was. Yeah. He was a cool dude. Yeah. We would go to the little bar. The same way. The same way he is now. Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. What's up, bro? And like, I don't know if he remembers that or if he remembers me from like PWX. Yeah. But like, it was the same thing. And it was like, it, it was kind of when Morgan realized that he, he's not like a, character per se mm-hmm. it was like um he walked by and it was like hey bro and he stopped and she yeah. goes did he really say that like in real life 
<laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he does. So then we had this moment, and Morgan, we we got the we got back to our seats, and she was kind of like struck by it, and she was like, "Do you realize like everybody that walked by stopped and like knows you?" Mm. And I was like, "Yeah." It's wild. And she goes, "Then why the hell are you not working here?" Yeah. And I was like, "That's a very good damn question." Yeah. You know. That's and, that's what's hard. Yeah. It, it it's not a it's not like necessarily the process that everybody thinks it is. It's not like a normal job. Like you don't yeah. just throw in an application and they exactly. interview you and this and the other. That's like, why gotta, like when I went down when I went down to NXT, everybody at my work was like, Oh, you're following your dream, you're following your dream. I was like, No. I, I am. I am. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like this is some this is just a step, a small step in the process that right. might happen like years from now. This is just me showing face. And then I tell them about the New Japan stuff. What's so crazy about that is they'll like that's like that's like more concrete with what me and Brian do because right. they use us and we've like we've established a good relationship with them. And uh like everybody that that I tell or I talk to about it is like or that knows me and is like I saw I saw you were in New York last week and all yeah. this stuff. They're always gonna be like is, is the thing you do New Japan? I saw it on TV at like two in the morning. And I was just like, yeah, that's I it. That's access. the same thing. But that, yeah, but that's like the stuff they do in Japan. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, did, were you doing that one? No, that was from Japan. Yes. Yeah. They were in Japan. Yeah. Like, we do the merit. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's still mind boggling that, like, I told Rocky this when I was talking to Rocky in <sighs> Philadelphia. One of my favorite dudes, too. Yes. Man. Yes. Like, I love Rocky. And, like, me and him talked more on the last tour than we've ever talked before. But I told him, I was like, listen, dude, like, thank you for the opportunity because whenever I put, like, if I, if I were to write down who I thought I would work for, if I ever got this ridiculous opportunity, yeah. like, New Japan wasn't even on the list because I didn't think there was ever, like, the the ability to go to work for New Japan. And, you know, like, we, I know, like, surreal moment, <laughs> you kind of forget it, like when we did the uh, the Charlotte Nashville shot with New yes. Japan, right? Yes. We get done with these two days; they're long days. It's exhausting. Blah blah blah. And then we're at Top Golf with the New Japan office, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, like there was a moment, like I looked at our group, and I was like, I, should we be here? Yeah. Like <laughs> how? Yeah. <laughs> like how did? It's me, you, yep. Billy, and Savannah, Josh Powers, and Josh Powers. Yep. And then Brian is hanging with the Japanese crew yeah. who has like five pitchers. There's it's a, like 150. They close yeah. it two and they have like five pitchers on their table. Yeah. So we're drinking. <laughs> and they're like, I guess we got to drink up, guys. Yeah. And like, uh, there's this really awkward group photo of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. It was my, it was my like cover photo forever. And, and see that this that's one of the things like I tell my guys too, because like you know if you're doing this and you're actually like putting the effort into it, like you're chasing your dreams mm -hmm. now. And I try to tell them like, and it's something that it took me forever to learn. For one, I try to teach my guys ten year yeah. experience traits, mm -hmm. so that when they start, they already have that advantage. Yeah, like a lot of my guys are doing things that I didn't understand until almost a decade in. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, Brian has that picture. Yes. Like I'll put it up. To, you'll have to add it on there. Yeah. Um, but I also tell them, like, when you start wrestling, 
it's not going to be your full-time job right off the bat. So what you should do is find a job mm -hmm. that helps you with wrestling because I am huge on work to live, not live to work. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I work for myself. I mm -hmm. do this. Like, I, I'm a, I love entrepreneurship. Like, I, I think it's a big thing. And, um, like, small things. I tell my guys to work at hotels. I tell my guys to work at airports. Yeah. I tell them to work at Enterprise. Yeah. I, stuff that you're going to get a discount for working there. Yeah. Which is going to help you on the road. The hotel's the best. Oh, I think either hotel or airport. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if you get free flights. I got two guys that are, that are wanting to do a tag team thing. And I was like, well, one of you, you need to get a job at the airport. The other yes. one needs to get a job at a hotel. Exactly. Done Be set. Bro. Family, family fight. Family I'm discount I'm just going to get Lily a job at the airport. The, uh, I feel like, we'll end on this. Mm -hmm. The We don't already? Maybe. We're an hour and 10 minutes in. We're going to have to do a 14-part series. Yeah, we didn't even touch it. on anything. I know. We just talked. That's what this is about. We'll have, we'll have episode two. Part two later on this season. When are we going to do three, four, five, six, seven, eight? I don't know. Whenever you want right, to. We'll cool. start something for your little online thing. <laughs> hey, we man. do. I need, know, to set, like, I need to set this up so we can just record stuff. Like when I'm home and you're at your house. We can. And we just set it up. See and that computer you're shooting this thing with? That pocket computer? Yes. They work like that. Well, but I have to. there's a way that you can hook these mics up into your, your laptop and you get like this quality. Yeah, it's just like a it's an adapter, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's not like anything crazy. The, um, but like I like I, like we talk about Rogan, and I listen to podcasts with people that have made it or people that are able, are able to live their dreams, and they've always you always hear them say like it took me ten or fifteen years to get here. Yeah, like and, and that's I, not that's not always everyone. But no, no, man, no, no. For a majority, that yes. is it. I think that's like, the that's the norm, and I feel like like this is my fifteenth year in professional wrestling. And when did you start? 2000. It had, it had to be 2005. No, 2004. Four. 2004. My, my first, Maybe 2003. My first pro match was January 24, 2004. I think mine was 2003. Against James Drake. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say it was a pro match. In front of three people. I might have been in front of like 10. In the four, in the four city National Guard Army. Did you ever wrestle at HBW? Yeah, a lot. Did you? With yeah. Viper? Oh, yeah. How many people were there? I wrestled some guy, came out to AJ's music. When I was there for, Jesus. <laughs> when I was there for a while, like, it was, uh, it was doing decent. It was, like, 50, 60. But okay. for us, like, I lived in Hendo at the time, so it was easy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of places do that, man. Like, a lot of places, they run weekly or biweekly. Yeah. And they're a black hole. Yes. And it's hard, like, there's Georgia guys. Yes. That are like that. Yes. You know, and they get stuck. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, thankfully, guys are starting to kind of understand, like, I mean, like, if you just want to do it on the weekends in your hometown, cool. That's fine. But, like, you can get out and chase this stuff, yeah. man. Like, Easily. I'm a big dream chaser. Yeah. Like, I'm big Easy. Oh, I'm with you 100%. I'm a big I'm, – I don't – I guess it's the same concept. I'm not – I don't consider myself a dream chaser. I'm a big proponent, and you, you're, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, as long as you put in the work. Yeah, right? you just have to find a way to do it. Do you listen to Gary Vee? No. Who's Gary Vee? What? You don't listen to Gary Maybe. Vee? I, I might know who you're talking about. I just Gary don't know. Gary Vanderchek, he's a motivational speaker. Oh, I'm about to change your life. Is he man. the guy that cusses all the time? Yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, man, he is so good. Like, he puts out a daily thing. He's, he's got, like, short salt pepper hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, I know you're talking about. I never knew his name. When he does his podcast, he has a shelf, and it's all, like, Hasbro's and LJN's. Nice. And, like, a, a belt, like a replica belt and stuff. Um, but, man, like, he's a big, like, oh, a night, oh, a night, and I trade 
uh, memes of him. Gotcha. Back and forth all day, just mm -hmm. to, you know, it's small stuff like that, just to pick guys up and. Well, it's just like, like I, I wanted to, I wanted a clothing company. Yeah. So I started Strong Style Life, yep. and it was successful for like two years. Uh, I was my, a sponsor, but I get it. <laughs> I, I hate you. The. Uh, uh, you're a little too sports entertaining. Like me and my buddy Nick Clemency and Mark Mar Marcellus, Nick King. Did the, did the comedy it. music I stuff. I, your whole little group. Oh, the comedy so, group? Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's, the problem is we all have kids now. And, and I love them as humans. Which ones? I love... You, met, you, you know Joel, us, too, right? Joel. Joel and Nick. Nick. Yeah. 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 It's a good crew. Was it Joel or Nick that did the intro for the circus? Nick. Nick. Man, yeah. That dude is fun. He was at the last BWX show. Yes, him he and Joel. In, he walked in. And I was like, oh, somebody's bodyguard's here. He's a big dude. <laughs> and he walked up and he just like hugged me. And I was like, oh, hey. Yeah. You know? Like, dude, the funny, I know we're going to go on for like another 30 minutes. Yeah, but a uh, funny story about that is we were at my house. Like this is when we were doing the Cane Punch album. We were at my house and me and Marcellus had to do a promo for PWX because Caleb and Zane had quit. So I came up with the idea of me and Marcellus would do the circus gimmick until I can talk Caleb to come back. Because uh, Cedric was like on the hiatus too or something. Yeah, that was Dawn of a New Day. Yes. It was that time. And Because uh, I did the tag match with uh With Chip, Chip and Cedric, yeah. yeah. That's, that was my last match ever. Yeah. Because Cedric knocked me I remember. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I was there. Like turned my whole mask around. Yep. Um, but uh, Nick, we were sitting there and I was like, Nick, Nick, clemency. I said, can you film this promo for us? that we got to do, we're going to just do it in the room. It's at my old house. And he's like, yeah. And then we filmed it. He goes, you know what you need? You need to let me be your manager. And he goes, I got this idea. And I was like, no, absolutely not, Nick, because then we're going to have to get you paid and we're going to have to yeah. convince people to, for them to pay you. He's like, I don't need to get paid. I just want to let me do it a few times. And the cool thing said, it was kind of like a pre-Carney's Carney type Yeah, film, exactly. really good. And I said, no. And he goes, and Nick King is like, just, just let him do it. Just let him film it <laughs> do I need to turn this car around yeah do we need to turn this car around it's, I brought my car <laughs> and uh, Nick King's like just let him do it and I said well just do it for me real quick and he did the voice mm -hmm. like the ooh yeah shit and I was like yes Somebody get the camera. We need to, we need to film this yeah, right now. Sometimes that's the best stuff that happens, oh. man. Like, and then uh, he did the he did like the two spots in PWX yeah. where he'd come out, and then we did TransUnion, uh, whatever what's his name's company was in Union, South Carolina. Yeah, it was trash. The uh, we did one, but he did like a pre-recorded intro for it. Gotcha. And, and I'm gonna tell you, like twice a year, I have like a little conversation with Marcellus. Oh, dude, I love And I ourselves. love it, man. Like, we, we did a little thing at CWF mm -hmm. one time, but, like, I always just enjoy being around Marcellus. I don't even know. Like, he worked, like, me and him became real close in Evo. Yeah. Because he was, like, one of my main people in Evo. Right, right, right. And then he found out that me and Nick did music. He's like, I want to do that. So, like, okay, well, you just come in. And, dude, that album, which isn't even, I mean, it, I don't think it's even available anymore. That album was probably the funnest six months of my entire creative life. I want it. I know you got it somewhere. I do. I yeah. have, like, I have, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll send it. you like a zip file. Yeah, let's do with it. All, oh, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. They're all, I mean, if, if I listen to it now, it's trash. Not, not the concept, and, but like that mixing and, all, and yeah. mastering is just yeah. garbage. No, that's fine. But I, like, I was listening to it the other day on my phone. 
but I have like I have all the MP3s. And I know this is like off subject. I had uh, there was one point in time I worked at a moonshine distillery, mm-hmm. right? And I worked with these two guys, and like we really got along. One of the guys was like the master distiller, mm-hmm. and one guy was his assistant. And we all just like hung out all the time. This, that, and the other. And we would sit around. We would talk about like what we're doing, what we're chasing, yeah. and ha- how similar everything is. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, one of the guys, his name's Derek Dorsey. He's a uh, like he was doing like he's like a country acoustic mm-hmm. musician or whatever. And the other guy, uh, Dalton, was he wanted to be a chef. Gotcha. And he was really focused on culinary and this and the other. So. I I kept up with these guys later on down the road. Well, like Derek moved to Panama City, mm-hmm. and he's like the go-to to play Margaritaville for Jimmy Buffett. Wow! Like he does all the big events for them. He yeah. does his own concerts and this and the That's other. That's crazy. And then Dalton moved to Colorado and works at this big, like. Uh, restaurant, restaurant scene in yeah. Denver and is or outside of Denver or whatever. Like he's always posting they like, go into these competitions and winning mm-hmm. this stuff and this and the other. And like it's so insane that like to know other people that are grinding in different things because a lot of times yeah. in wrestling, the only thing we know are wrestlers. Yeah. Like well, outside life doesn't really happen because like people people say this to me all the time and I it drives me insane. They're like, Oh well like say if you work Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, Oh, well you get the weekends off. I wouldn't say it's off. No. Because I'm in a car for 15 hours. Yeah. One way. I wrestle twice. Seven days a week. And then I drive 15 hours back to be here at 6 a.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you went to bed last night watching HBO. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you the last time I did that. I fell asleep because I drove the last leg home, and then it took me two hours to wind like, down. I don't even remember then, the last two hours of that leg. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so insane to have people's prerogative on that because, like, so many people are – sheepish and they get caught up in the machine and it's more so like they work for somebody else their entire life and they they only work for that and they're working for a check yeah and i listened to this guy recently he said the worst thing that can ever happen to you is someone pays you with a check yeah because as soon as they pay you with a check it's addictive because you understand that there's constant money coming in Mm -hmm. and it's like oh i can go in and just kind of half-ass this job and they'll still pay me yeah but like with all of our stuff like we have to grind like morgan is doing a craft business now yeah and I mean, it's all like vinyl stuff, this and the other, but she's doing custom Christmas ornaments, yeah. and, like elves for the Dude, kids. Morgan, Morgan's entrepreneur. Yeah. All day, and, every day. You know, a lot of people don't, I mean, like, we're, we're not very, like, private about it or anything like that, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, Sterling has a kidney disease. Yeah. So, literally, she's not just like a stay at home mom, but, like, she has uh, at least eight therapy appointments we have a week. Yeah. On top of specialists oh. and this, that, and the other, you know, and, Dude, I couldn't imagine. Like, I'm so lucky because Garrison has minimal. Yeah, and stuff. we were like that with Lily. Lily was like, primo. Yeah, she didn't have any problems. Yeah. and then like you know with Sterling, it's it's been like more of an adjustment. But you know what, dude? Like, they told us, hey, it's gonna be something he has his whole life. Mm-hmm. It's something he's gonna deal with. But dude, he is so happy. Yeah, he just pisses all the time. Yeah, that's it. Like, if all I gotta do is change diapers, dude. Oh yeah, that's, you know. Yeah, and like Morgan and I, it was a real like surreal moment for us because when they first diagnosed him we thought i got on him i was i was a real shitty husband there was a point in time where like because he'll fill up an entire diaper Mm -hmm. it's old it was a size four because it holds more yeah and he'll fill up a whole diaper like 25 minutes so this is the dad talk portion of the podcast (laughs) 
I just imagine like the young guys listening for wrestling advice are like fast forward. <laughs> yeah. But um, there was one day I came home and I was like, Morgan, how long has it been since you changed him? Yeah. And she was like, literally 30 minutes. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, look at this diaper. Yeah. I didn't realize what was going on. So uh, we, we took gotcha. him to go get checked out and then they, they rushed him and did all these emergency mm-hmm. tests and this that, and the other. And like, thankfully it's not, his kidneys aren't failing. Yeah. They just don't process. Just, yeah. So, um, you know, he's happy as can be, but whenever we went to the hospital that time to do all those emergency tests, mm-hmm. they were like, uh, what floor? I was like, what floor are we on? And it was fourth floor. Mm-hmm. What the children's hospital, the fourth floor is the cancer floor. Uh, yeah. And like, as soon as they told God. Morgan that, it was like, oh shit. Like, uh, it hit you. Yeah. And when we finally got the diagnosis of like what it was and like what we were gonna have to do and this yeah. and the other, like, it's actually what he has is so rare that they had to, they told us like, Hey, we have this one medicine. Mm-hmm. The medicine didn't work. And the doctors are like, so look, we don't know. Yeah. That's literally what happened. Yeah. But, God, and that's scary too. And when we got the diagnosis and we looked into it and everything, we realized it's not terminal. It's not mm-hmm. that. It's just something we're gonna have to deal with. I told Morgan, I was like, and she was so upset. And I was like, do you understand that on this floor, yeah. there's some people that don't, won't get to take their kids home. Yeah. So like we can look at it as you a negative stay, or we yeah. can look at it as a positive. And thankfully and she also, doesn't have that mindset anymore. I feel like you also, you, we always underestimate how resilient Man. they are, like kids are. Yeah. It's insane. And I'll tell you, dude, like uh, Lily and Brenna are such good big sisters, dude. Yeah. And like, like sometimes I feel like Lily thinks that she's the parent. And she That's like tries awesome. to, you know, um, but you know, like my kids are really involved with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Lily, That's awesome. Cause they, they love, cause like I'll bring Cy mm-hmm. and I'm so scared. He's just going to like choke some kid out at school the next, uh, the like, next we're going to have to homeschool Lily, man. Cause that's not going to happen. <laughs> like she walked in, she walks into class and the guys will be standing around talking. And that's like 30 minutes before class. And she'll just walk in and be like, stop talking to start stretching. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> That's awesome. Why do I pay the rent if you're just going to come teach? Like, yeah, the she gets in there and does her roles. And the stuff good thing is, Cy, like I've, I've brought Cy to maybe four or five wrestling shows, and he's always like two matches in. He's like, "Where's my phone? Where's my phone?" That's I'm gonna. I'm I know playing. they're not, I know they're not gonna be able to see it on here, but I got to show you this picture real quick. Like this kid has an amazing arm bar. Uh, like, and she does this creepy smile with it. Oh, this is. She has her hook set in. Like, she taps Fluff out. Like, she don't play. This is Fluff tapping out. Yeah. And she'll sit there and smile. That's amazing. And, you know, it's just so cool to have the kids so involved and love something that I love. Yeah. And it's not forced on them. Like, I, I would never force wrestling on the kids or anything like that. But, like, if we don't go to a show, like, like literally every day, I, if I walk in the door, if I'm starting to pack a bag, mm-hmm. and she'll go, all right. Time to go to wrestling school. Yeah, you know, she goes and hangs out, man, and she just. Another crazy thing is, I remember when she was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when she yeah. was the little one that you carried around. Yeah. yeah. God, right? It's so wild, man. And who would have thought? Yeah. Two dads sitting here after yeah. wrestling. Yeah, just on a podcast. Up. All right. Well, these guys are. Brian's so upset that we're still talking. Yeah, I know. I just want to lock my. He belt acts like he's got something to do. Yeah. I got to go press these khakis. <laughs> We're going to end on that. How I have a job baffles me. Like <laughs> the amount of times I've had to deal around with Brian baffles or, me. 
But yeah, dude, thanks for sitting and talking to me. Of course. We need to, we, we're we're going to start a motivational podcast. I think we should. Yeah. I mean, like, I do some. Do you? In oh, my, do you own your thing? School. Yeah, yes. I need I to do, do some stuff yeah, for your online school. We'll you talk about that when we go there. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, bud. Thanks, dude. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Special Podcast. Find all of our old episodes at TuesdaySpecials.com. That's TuesdaySpecial.com. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. All right. Thank you. Yeah.